You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. And what are we smoking uh, this week, Brad? This is not a beer on the table. This uh, is actually a cigar box. Yeah, this uh, this week's going to be a punch to the gut for all of uh, you dad bods out there. But uh, yeah, we are smoking the punch dad bod. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know, in my weight loss journey, I think I've finally like achieved peak dad bod. Like, if I lose more weight from here, I'm just going to get less attractive. All right, like right now, I'm like at like perfect dad bod level. Yeah, I mean, you're a tall dude, so you know, get too much, get too uh, scrawny. Yeah, this is their kind of, I guess, like Father's Day special, and it comes in these beer cans that hold five cigars each. They come in a four pack for you know if you buy a box of twenty, and even the it's a weird Figaro. It's like skinny at the tip and then kind of fat in the middle, like a well, like a dad bod. <laughs> and even like the band that's on the cigar is like a tie. It's it's like a it's it's wearing a little tie. <laughs> so yeah, plenty of time to get your uh, get your father uh, a can of these for uh, Father's Day. Well, I mean, this is a very unique blend too. I mean, dude, they put a lot in this. Like, I wonder if Punch is just like, hey, we got a whole bunch of extra tobaccos <laughs> laying around. Let's just. Throw them all yep. in a binder and, you know. <laughs> Tobacco's from six different countries. Yeah, so, you know, you, you got the Brazilian Matafina, the Dominican Palito Cabano, uh, Honduras, and Nicaragua. Yeah, La Entrada from Honduras and Conega from Nicaragua. Uh, wrapped in a U.S. Connecticut broadleaf binder and a African Cameroon uh, wrapper. And I say it's like, it, it starts off, it's got a little, like, sweetness but then just a kind of a touch of spice maybe a little i don't know like when i hear people talk about leathery creamy cigars i'm kind of thinking this is what they mean like normally i don't pick up too much on a creaminess but dude this is just a uh you know smooth smoking cigar i would say you know more on the medium side to me but there is like with all the sweetness and creaminess just a just a touch of spice that's kind of on the tongue. Kind of like when you put, like, too much cream in your coffee. So it's, like, mostly cream, but you still get that little that little bite of, like... There, yeah, there's some coffee in this, uh... <laughs> cream. <laughs> but I, I... I don't know, I just... It's weird, you know? I mean, we've smoked some weird-shaped cigars, you know, throughout the years, you know? Um, like, I was thinking this would be, like, the Fat Bottom Betty, or possibly, like, you know, the, the football... <laughs> but uh I, I I don't know, it's weird. Now I just feel like I'm smoking a blunt. Especially like, if you kinda like, like like we went to yeah. we went over to Snoop's house and you know, he he, he packed us something special. Yeah, like, dude. Once you get past that kind of like bulge, it does turn into like a, a cone if you've ever like seen the uh the weed cones. <laughs> so yeah, and you pretty much have to take the band off because the band like tie runs the entire length of the cigar. So yeah. After a minute, wait. If, uh... Maybe you're supposed to smoke the tie. Like, <laughs> I see all of the you know epic grill and turkey fryer you know fails and everything where people try to blow themselves up. <laughs> so maybe that's it. The tie is like the fuse. 
Maybe we're doing this all wrong. Shit, we've, all right, we got to, I still got two more. We're going to <laughs> see how it smokes with the tie still attached. Oh. Well, speaking of daddy issues, uh, this week we're going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Wow, that is not where I expected you to go with daddy issues. <laughs> I mean, Star-Lord's dad was a evil god, and uh, yeah, Rocket didn't have a dad. There's a lot of daddy issues if you pay attention in that. Uh, you're not the fun, like, you know, lady type of daddy issues, but the the other kind, the sad kind. <laughs> And if you're going to have to fight off a magnamaniacal scientist, you should call in the Strike Force. Strikeforceenergy.com. Use your promo code Cigar Nerds for 20% off your order. Uh, get all caffeinated up uh, to, uh, you know, invade a small planet or what have you. And uh, we're going to smoke this here dad bod and get into the uh, main topic here. <laughs> When you were here before Couldn't look you in the eye Just like an angel Guard the galaxy, or like Nardians of the Galaxy, depending on you, your pronunciation. Yeah, I, I would, you know, before we get into anything spoilerish, highly encourage the folks that haven't seen this one yet to go see it. Don't don't fuck with the trailers or anything else. Just go see it. Yeah, this one. We we talk all the time about like. Like, man, is it worth going to the theater anymore? Some of that shit, just wait till video. This one, I think, deserves the uh, to see on the big screen. Because it, there's just a lot of shit going on in this movie. And it's just, it, you, you kind of need the screen for, uh, just for epicness. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this was, you know, very story-driven, you know. Kind of strayed from some of the previous Marvel in some aspects. And then, you know, focused in, you know, I mean, we talked about the trailers and everything else, and... You yeah, know, I, complete cock tease, too, by the way, because exactly. from the trailers, you're like, somebody's definitely gonna die in this. You know, spoiler alert, nobody that you give a fuck about dies. Like, you know, bad guys die, but... I mean, hell, how many times we see that trailer of them, like, carrying what looks to be a lifeless Peter Quill around, and then you're like... Oh no, he just passed out drunk. <laughs> I was like, "You cock teasing motherfucker!" <laughs> See, I and, and I thought that you know the marketing behind that was just pure genius. You know, like so many times. All right, we've seen the whole movie now. This <laughs> this time, just just blatant misdirection, and I love it. Yeah, and I mean, which there... then again, 
Are you surprised that they didn't kill off, you know, a main character? Like, that that's kind of been Marvel's, like, outside of, you know... Especially with, know, like, Thanos contracts ending, because we know, I think, Dave Batista's like, says he's not returning, or he has in the past, and, and uh, this being, like, James Gunn's kind of final film, because he's going off to run the DC universe, and hopefully make something out of that than the kind of the weird shit they got going on now. But where so, does yeah. that leave? Yeah, we'll, we'll get, you know, toward the end when we talk about the the future. But yeah, I, I got to say, you know, this, There's this a, was you know, one of those that, you know, like a lot of crying in the trailers too. You're like, Oh my, yeah, somebody's definitely fucked dude, there was up. There's a lot and... of crying in the fucking auditorium. <laughs> like, like, I look over at Rachel at one point, and she's, like, fucking wiping her uh, tears <laughs> on my arm. Like, she's like, I hate it when you bring me to movies, because, you know, I always expect we're going to go see some nerd shit, and then, you know, they, they hit me in the feels, and I'm like, yeah, it's what you get for dating a nerd. <laughs> and I gotta say, like, of the entirety of the Marvel Universe, the Guardian series has probably been some of my favorite movies because they're they're fun i mean some of the marvel stuff marvel's always like fun but then some of them get kind of serious where the guardians movies have always been just kind of like ah, i can enjoy hey, this i'm it's, a group it's, of it's my friends a, you know we're a, going on an adventure a fun time and then this one is like oh fuck there's some like i mean they're still like hilarious great great music i don't know if he like um if a gun like actually like writes to music where it's like you know here's the songs I want to use. Let me write a scene to go with it. Or if it's like he writes the scenes first and is like, all right, what song's going to fit this? Cause it blends like so well. Yeah. There but then there's like a... some se- like tearjerker moments, like some serious shit in this movie. And you're like, didn't expect this from a, a freaking guardians of the galaxy. And... I mean, in, in a way I kind of did. Like I, I, I think like they really pushed the threshold in this one too. Like what was this rated PG 13? Yeah. Cause that's the, uh, you know, you know, they they the, dropped a few fucks, you know, some shits, and, you know, kind of pushed uh, that. You can get one fuck in a, uh, I believe, PG-13. Like, if you, if, that's all you're allowed, is one fuck. And this is the first fuck in Marvel. In official Marvel, you know, this pre, <laughs> pre-Deadpool. Not Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, because Deadpool was technically, you know, still part of, like, Fox. You know, now it's, he's, like, officially Marvel. But, yeah, as far as the... You know, the regular MCU, Star-Lord got the first fuck. <laughs> he literally had one fuck to give. <laughs> but I I wonder if this is, you know, James Gunn of, you know, kind of giving the middle finger just to show, you know, <laughs> how he can captivate an audience and, you know, persuade those emotions. And, dude, I'll, I'll tell you, like, I can't think of a single DC film that's gotten me that way. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm kind of a cold-hearted bastard, but you know, like I like animals more than I do people. So like, you know, at, at a couple of points, I'm like fucking kill them all. And and, and you're right. You may be like, uh, it it may be gun just kind of like, you know, fuck y'all. I'm out because if you'll remember, he did get fired at one point because like some you know fucking tweets he made or something during the uh the whole like you know cancel culture era that was bullshit. And DC's like fuck, we'll take him. And then Marvel's like. Oh uh, no, we never mind. Uh, they weren't that bad. Please come back and finish this trilogy. 
So it's like, yeah, it's, it's almost like, all right, let me make the best fucking film I can and then just drop the mic and be like, peace, bitches, I'm going to DC. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I... God damn it, I want to talk about future, but, you know, we, we got to get through the, the, the here and now first. Uh, so, yeah, if you've watched the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, you know the Guardians basically bought nowhere and has turned it into like a kind of a safe haven for anyone who who needs a place to chill and is basically starting a starting a base slash city to to uh run their shit from and it just starts off with like you know fucking peter's still like ptsd'd out from uh losing gamora and he's just fucking gets he, hammered he, drunk and they have he to does put him to what bed every <clears throat> person you know in their rightful mind should do <laughs> You don't need to feel those emotions. Just drink them away. That's right, Pete. Just do what you so, yeah, gotta do, buddy. That that whole like tease from the trailers of them carrying what looks to be like a dead quill is like, no, he's just dead ass drunk, and we're putting him to bed. <laughs> it's not even like the end of a an action sequence. It's just like, nah, yeah, Pete just just ran too hard. <laughs> and you got and friggin' uh, Cosmo's back that we saw in the holiday special, the Russian cosmonaut dog who has telekinetic powers. And it's funny as shit. She's making fun of Kraglin because he still can't figure out how to work them. That arrow he got from, uh, uh, oh shit. What's his name? Yondu. <laughs> and she's like, see, look, I can do this. And like levitates a rock. And she, he's like, you know what? You're a bad dog. <gasps> no, no, take it back. I'm not bad dog. <laughs> it's like the running joke to the whole movie. Like, it's like, yeah, they cut back to what's going on nowhere where the Guardians are out, and they're, like, playing, like, space poker or whatever. And she's like, do you believe? He called me bad dog. And she's like, it's like come on, dude. She's not going to stop talking about this shit. Can you just please tell tell Like, I can't take it back. She's, in fact, a bad dog. Dude, <laughs> I just want to be at a fucking poker table with Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah. Like, just the fact that, like, everybody's sitting around shooting the shit, and it's like, fuck, it's Howard. <laughs> I'm surprised he's not got his own, like, movie yet. But, yeah, he just kind of shows up in these random Guardian movies. And, like, chilling. It's like, literally, you know, dogs playing poker. Or a dog playing poker. <laughs> it used to be, like, one of my favorite pieces of artwork. You know, just the six or seven dogs sitting around playing <laughs> poker. A couple of them are cheating. Yeah. It's fine. If you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> oh, and then you got uh, fucking... Last movie we had Baby Groot or Adolescent Groot and then kind of Teen Groot in the uh, in the uh, Endgame uh, last two Avengers movies. So now we got I don't know like young adult Groot or something, but he's gotten swole. Like original Groot was kind of like scrawny. We're like fucking yeah, he's all like buff and shit now. <laughs> yeah, he's like uh, Vin Groot. <laughs> I'm Groot. Family. <laughs> But then they get attacked by Adam Warlock, who we saw uh, being like incubated at the end of the the last movie is like supposed to be the ultimate weapon. But apparently, the our big bad from this uh, this movie is the High Evolutionary. Apparently, pulled him out of the microwave too soon because even though he's like this like supreme being, he's also kind of a dumbass, which is I thought was hilarious. Where he's like. Yeah, because I thought in the and comics, still like, like a child. he uh, 
you know, in the well, comics, he was like a big part of. Uh, you know, once he gets the, the Infinity, Infinity Stone, yeah, and, like taking down Thanos and shit. But like, he didn't show up in any of those movies, and he just kind of showed up now to exact. Yeah, you know, they want him to capture Rocket uh, and you know get vengeance for uh, uh, the fucking High Evolutionary or whatever. And yeah, they he's just kind of an idiot, uh, which is yeah, it's like a superpowered idiot. He's kind of hilarious, but yeah, he attacks nowhere. And fuck it, when he like. Kind of, I guess, a shout out to uh, the thing, because he like ends up like blowing up Groot, and Groot is just a head with these like tree tentacles like walking around at one point. I'm like, oh man, that's fucked up. That's kind of like the 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 fucking that scene from It where they like where the the head pops off the body and starts running around like a little weird fucking crab. <laughs> I was like, that shit will give you nightmares. <laughs> yeah, like this whole film just did such a great job of, you know. Taking you through the emotional roller coaster. You know, you get your scenes like that that's like, alright, that's almost like horror movie-esque. And <laughs> then you get your traditional, like, hey, funny, laughing, lightheartedness. And then, you know, you get your, hey, this shit's going to hit you right in the fillers. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, it, this whole sequence starts off with, like, you know, Rocket stole uh, <laughs> Pete's Zoom and is like, you know, just fucking vibing out and singing along some songs as he's walking through nowhere, and then I got to put drunk Pete to bed, and then all of a sudden the, the fucking warlock shows up and it starts fucking shit up, and we get like a whole damn like badass like battle across nowhere with with all the guardians kind of jumping in and out and fuck it, uh, Rocket getting injured, and then we find out he's got they can't kind of heal him with a med pack because he's apparently proprietary technology and has like a kill switch if anyone tries to operate on him or or use a health you know, so they're like fuck we got to go find the the code to turn off the kill switch and rocket but i gotta say you know chris pratt is a fucking excellent actor like i always I'm like, yeah, he's kind of this, the goofy guy, like, you know, action comedy dude. But then he did the terminal list and you're like, oh fuck, this guy's got like acting. He's got more range than being the goofy guy. Oh yeah. But in this movie, like when he's all over, dude. Yeah. Like, like well, I mean, he's like straight up ugly crying and like just fucking spit coming out of his mouth when like, you know, they think rocket is like, you know, may die. I'm like fucking homeboy, like you know, way better actor than this movie deserves i'm like dude you're in a silly fucking fighting space aliens movie and this dude's like bringing the fucking a game like holy shit (laughs) yeah i don't know like i mean you know it's awesome like when they first announced you know chris pratt the terminal list i was like you know like that's that's dark it's gritty like is he gonna be able to pull up but yeah i mean he does the dark and gritty he does you know the comedy, he does, you know, the the drama, like, I mean, just absolutely legit. Like, it's not just that guy, you know, holding uh, Velociraptors back. Uh. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, like, he's done a lot of action stuff lately, and it's all still kind of a little bit little bit comedic. But, yeah, like, Duke can, like, turn on the, like, I mean, he was, like, this straight up, this fucking, like, spit coming out of his mouth, like, fucking, you know, ugly cry. And then it's like, damn, you know, dude, dude's a good fucking actor. <laughs> I was like, I can't, yeah, I, I don't know why I'm still surprised by this. Like, uh, 
Maybe that's why we're not directors. We don't see those qualities in people. <laughs> because even like, you know, Jack Carr, he's like, yeah, that's the, that's when I kind of played the game of who would play James Reese. I was like, I thought Chris Pratt. And I'm like, really, dude? That does not seem like a James Reese dude. And then you see it and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, Jack was right. This is dope. <laughs> I don't know, when they were first talking about Terminal List, like, I figured they would go, you know, somebody Ranger experience or something like that, you know, like, for real operator, but... Oh, speaking, speaking of operator, I watched a video, uh, uh, Terran Tactical, I started following his YouTube channel, and he had both uh, Punishers out at the range. He had Bernthal and the guy, uh, James, uh, Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane, yeah. And, uh... Fucking finally, like, you're running them through some drills and shit. And finally, he's like, fucking, uh, Barenthal just, like, tells Terran, he's like, dude, just run it as fast as you can. Like, let's see, like, you know, Terran at, like, fucking 11. He's like, okay. And just fucking just runs that shit. And the both Punisher's like, god damn. <laughs> this is the real Punisher. <laughs> I'd like to see him team up with Kiana. Just to see, you know. Keanu versus Frank Castle. John Wick versus the Punisher. I don't know who to... <laughs> Dude, I'd have a hard time rooting. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't... <laughs> like... Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's a hard one. <laughs> Uh, they may have to partner up. It's like, yeah. I mean, at, at this I don't, I don't point, who has do, the uh, highest body count? Like, that's one thing I've not looked up. Is like, I don't know if there's like a list of how many bodies uh, John Wick has stacked at this point because it's got to be fucking like epic uh, <laughs> numbers. But yeah, kind of going off topic. But we uh, find their. Uh, they kind of find the uh... four hundred and thirty-nine. Hmm. Nice. But yeah, we get uh, they go to the Punisher forty-eight thousand and five hundred, roughly. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been doing it a lot longer. He's 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 at a comic book for <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> oh. But yeah, they uh, go to some corporation world where the, the the people who supposedly made some of the technology that made Rocket to try to find uh, the the kill switch de uh, deactivation code. I gotta say that place looks like a butthole in space. I mean, dude, it's space, okay? Beggars can't be choosers. Because the whole, like, space station is bioengineered. It's, like, grown instead of built. And it's a very, like, fleshy pink color with a central uh, docking port. That, yeah, it looks like a space They call bubble. that an exhaust port. <laughs> <laughs> there is a space sphincter. I mean, Star Wars did it. <laughs> oh. And, of course, the, you know, Nebula's like, I've got a contact that can get us what we need to, like, get in there and it's alternate timeline Gamora so now Peter is even more sad because he's like you look like my girlfriend I lost and he even tries to like you know 
because they're in these spacesuits, and he tries to, like, contact just her spacesuit so he can be like, I really miss you and all that. And then for the rest of the team's like, dude, you know this is an open line. We can all hear you. And it is, like, very sad. He's like, what? I hit the green button. He's like, no, the green button is, like, not for the green suit. That's for, like, everyone. The red button's for the green suit. The yellow button's for the purple suit. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> uh, so he's like, yeah. Fucking at this point, just hit all the damn buttons. Bearing his his heart out, and uh, like they're like, yeah, dude, we can all hear you, and you you sound like a dork. <laughs> and at least Nathan Fillion, because he has like a cameo in like all of James. At least he got some lines in this in this guard. Or actually, because he was an alien in the first Guardians, he was one of the guys in the in the prison. You know, and then he was like just on a poster in like the second one. This one, he actually got to show his face. He was like one of the security guards at this uh, this facility, <laughs> and I like you know they, they go in there and he's like, because Drax can't lie, and he's like, dude, we're techs. There's a hole in the wall. We're here fixing the the te-. yeah, and then Drax says something like, yeah, we're totally techs. We're t-. and he's like, he's like, sorry, fucking boss's uh, nephew I had to put him in a team. And he's like, and freaking Nathan Fillion's like, oh yeah, I got one of those. Like this guy, I love this guy. He's a fucking moron. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Dude, I'm digging this cigar. Yeah, it's uh Like, once you start getting about to the halfway point, like, it really opens up. Yeah, I may have to go buy another uh, another can of these before they, before they sell out. Because this would be pretty fucking good. You can get them at the cigar shop if you're local to us. Or somewhere on the internet if you're not local to us. <laughs> I think this is a limit, limited edition run, so pick them up while you can. So does this count as a beer run? I'll allow it. <laughs> but yeah, just that whole fake it till you make it. like Just the diversity of all the characters just to be like, alright, we're in a sit situation and it's like yeah but we got a star lord he can talk enough shit to get us out of anything <laughs> like I used to think that was you know one of your big qualities like <laughs> you just Pretty have much. the you know ability to sort of bullshit you know your way but you know when to shut up like you don't just drag the story on so that it's not plausible it's like and I'm gonna leave you with that so think this, about it and little details and you just go on about your day it's like you gotta know when to shut up Drax didn't know when to shut up <laughs> I gotta say dude but like the Ant-Man Quantumanium was almost hard to watch I mean it was it, it was almost too colorful where this is colorful as shit but I didn't have any problems like you know focusing while I was watching this movie where yeah, this didn't make me feel like I just ate, like, you know, a handful of shrooms, and it's like, it's all distorted, and, you know. Like, there wasn't anything, I don't know, if if anything, I mean, because you got so much origin and backstory, like, this film actually felt very dark to me in comparison to previous Guardians films. Yeah, because, you know, throughout, you know, the Guardians are kind of on this mission to save rocket but while rocket's kind of in his medical coma he's like having flashbacks so we're getting like i mean this is like really rocket's movie so we're getting all of his backstory that he's not wanted to not wanted to talk about how he was 
literally just a baby raccoon and this fucking high evolutionary guy is obsessed with like creating a perfect world. And he's basically built like a, they call it counter earth where he's trying to build these, you know, a, a perfect society. And, you know, he's experimenting on all these, uh, trying to evolve these, uh, earth animals. And, you know, rocket was one of his experiments and, and kind of an, an four. early, uh, like an early version. And they stick him in the kind of with the other way. So he ends up uh, meeting, uh, the other experiments, which one's a otter with robot arms. We have a walrus with wheels and the thing of nightmares, the robot spider rabbit with like bear trap mouth. <laughs> and they do a good job of like making you like kind of feel for these characters. Dong. No, they, <laughs> and I like they even one like you were there like, yeah, you know, we're not experiments anymore. Like, I don't want to be known by like eight seven three one or whatever it was. Like, call me like, what was it? It wasn't Lily. It was, but yeah, the. Uh... It doesn't matter. They're just fodder. They're just fodder in this story. <laughs> like that's that's been that was probably my only gripe is Lilla L Y L L A, voiced by Linda Cardellini. Uh, but yeah, she's like, I want to be known as Lilla. And they're like, oh, that's a pretty name. And then the Waller's like, call me Teeth. Because we all have teeth, but mine are the most prominent. And then the rabbit's like, I want to be called Floor because I like laying on the floor. <laughs> and they're like, well, what about you? Because he's like, you know, saw a spaceship and he's like dreamed about building spaceships and flying away with his friends. He's like, call me Rocket. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was probably, you know, just my only gripe is, you know, introducing characters just to kind of make them fodder for the sake of the story, like... But it makes sense how no, fucked I mean, up definitely... Rocket is by the... Because, like... Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, I've, I've gone through these traumatic experiences, you know, the guy that created me you know, hates me because I've proven that, you know, I'm I'm smarter than him in some regards because I figured out something that they couldn't and then to find out that oh well you're part of the bad batch anyway, so you know, there, there there's no escape for you. You know, you're going to the incendiary. Yeah, because he's like he's like we've we've come up with this new technology because like, he he finds out like Rocket's kind of like a genius brain and he's like so now we don't, we no longer have to do surgery to improve you. We can just basically pop you in this microwave and force evolve you. And the first one he's using as a demonstration is a turtle. And I'm like, dude, are we going to get Ninja Turtles? Like, is this dude going to come out? No ninjutsu. But it's like the problem, like the first version of him is like, well, we can make them big and strong, but they're like super, super violent. And he's like, we can't figure it out. And then Rocket's like, Oh, it's the filter. The filter in the thing is too small. That causes excess buildup of what was that thing y'all said? Yeah, that thing. That's the thing that makes him bad. That's and he's like, okay. And then later on, he's like, brings him in. He's like, check it out, and it works. He's like, how the fuck did you figure this out? You're just a fucking raccoon, and I'm the high evolutionary, and we couldn't figure this out. He's like, oh, I just did. And he's so he's like, are we gonna go to the the new world now? And he's like, fuck no, y'all are like you know fucking like last year's experiments y'all are like in fact we're just gonna like i'm gonna cut your brain out so i can 
because that's the, that's the whole kind of we find the plot of why he's so desperate to find Rocket is because he's finally kind of to his level like perfected built the perfect race, but they're not. They're smart, but it's just kind of memorization. Like I can memorize a whole bunch of facts. They're and, not. They're not free thinking. Like I can build an engine, but I can't like have a uh, creative solution to a problem. But even then, like you know, him trying to create quote the perfect Earth. Like you know, once the Guardians arrive at Counter Earth, and it's like you see the drug deals going in the back alley and everything, and it's like you haven't solved anything. Yeah, Peter's like. If this is a perfect society, why are there squid guys selling meth to, like, you know, roach-headed guys? And he's like, you're right. He's like, what? I'm right? He's like, yeah, this this experiment's failed. I'm going to wipe this one out, and we're going to start over with the next generation of... So, yeah, apparently this dude, like, is obsessed with perfection, but he can't actually get it, and he's just, like... Maybe that's because he's not perfect. Yeah. Build a planet, decide it doesn't work, wipe out that planet, and build another planet. So, And there's no telling how many times he's fucking murdered a planet of people just to start his experiment uh, over with. So this dude's like fucking Thanos 2.0 where he's like, let's just wipe this planet out, start over. And apparently he's like, I visited earth once and I really liked y'all's like music and art and shit. So I'm, I'm basing my counter earth on. So it's like, there's all these like evolved animal type people, but it looks like, I don't know. 80s Earth from the uh, <laughs> from the vehicles and shit they're driving around. <laughs> Which we get, like, this is where we get our first F-bomb, because when they get to this planet, they're like, alright, we gotta go to the this base here to find the guy. It's like, can we borrow your car? And Gamora has never seen a car. <laughs> and he, she She's like, trying to open the door, and Peter's like, dude, just hit the button. I'm hitting the button. No, it looks like you're hitting the keyhole. The handle. Below the handle is a button. Press it in. She's like, Okay, now what? Now open the fucking door. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, when he goes to drive, he like he's fucking bad shifting. And she's like, "I thought you said you could drive." She's like, "Dude, I was eight when I left Earth." I like, <laughs> like, who? Why do you think I would know how to drive a car? Like, ah, <laughs> uh, I could see you having problems with modern vehicles because guess what? Now there are no handles. <laughs> yeah. There's like, huh? Our, I remember the first time I got in one of those cars that had the automatic seats. Almost crushed myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was like one of those that's like, you can set up the seat to like a specific uh, uh, thing. And when you turn it off the car, the seat slides back. And I was briefly working as a uh, auto detailer. And this lady hands me her keys and I get in the car to like crank it up to like, moving it in the car wash. And as soon as I crank it up, the fucking seat starts sliding forward. I'm like, Oh God, I'm going to (laughs) die. This is how it all ends. (laughs) Yeah. Some Indiana Jones type shit right there. You're crap. Or like the, uh, now like you don't have cars. Don't even have keys. You just have like the push button start. There's one of my friends, like his, his, uh, dad's getting a little, out there and he tried to steal his car the other day but he couldn't figure out how to start it because he's like where did I put the key <laughs> he couldn't figure out the push button start so he, he couldn't uh, he couldn't run off in his car yeah I'm, I'm okay with the push button start what I don't like is the new transmission shifters that's the turn knob oh yeah because that's like fucking like, feels like your damn headlights switch and shit 
think you're in park, and then you get out, and your shit rolls down the driveway because you didn't turn it far enough. Oops. Yeah. I think they've gone away from those after a couple accidents. <laughs> I know Dodge was doing it for a while, but I think it went back to, like, the regular old just shifter. <laughs> This is a very stingy smoke. <laughs> Eyes getting a little burny. Yeah. <laughs> we need better ventilation in the studio. It's not the fact that we're talking about Guardians and I'm reliving this entire <laughs> film in my head. Okay, it's the cigar smoke. We're not We're not crying. Like, Fuck you. It's the cigar smoke. Oh. <laughs> but I, say, I gotta say, everyone in this movie kind of, this kind of wrapping up, got a really cool story arc. I mean, we got pretty much all the you know, Rocket's backstory. And then, like I said, eventually he, once he finds out that they're destined to be decommissioned, he had been, like, stealing little parts the whole time and had built, like, basically a master key to open these cages. So he's like, cool, I'm gonna, you know, tells the rest of his crew what's going on. He's like, so let's get out of here. We're gonna steal a ship. And as soon as he, like, gets them out of the cages, of course they come in and, like, shoot uh, Lila. And, you know, and then we, you know, Rocket, like, you know, picks up a gun and, like, goes buck wild and starts capping motherfuckers and rips off the damn high evolutionary's face. But, you know, in the crossfire, the rest of the group gets killed, so he's just him by himself, and he still manages to steal a ship and get the fuck out of there, but, you know, we didn't get to see him meeting Groot, but, you know, we got, like, you know, pretty much his backstory up until that point, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's why he, like, hates everybody and has, like, a just kind of a touch of... PTSD because <laughs> like he you know his only family he knew all got murked by this asshole I kind of really want to go back and read the comics now it's been a long time you know I mean you can probably pick up, pick up a bunch of those and like trade paperback and get because it, it was one of those that like like I've tried the digital comic reader things but I haven't found one that I like it's like always like something is out of sync or, you know. Go get some trades. Speaking of like weird nerd shit, there's a Gundam store incoming now that just sells Gundam models. It's called the Gundam Place. I drove by that. I was like, what the fuck? There's a Gundam store here? Yeah, see, I never got into the, the, the Gundam models, but, you know, like. It was like, I, I just don't go into that town anymore. And I had like, I had to like, I got done doing something at three and I had a five o'clock like dinner I was supposed to go to. So I had like two hours just to roam around. And I was like, what the hell is this? I didn't go in, but I drove by. I was like, when did we get a Gundam store? <laughs> I don't know. I saw somebody on Facebook today got the big ass Millennium Falcon Lego set. Oh, that looks. Oh, speaking of which, have you seen the Batcave Lego yeah, set? Yeah, I just saw the, uh. The, the thing for it today. Oh, that looks sick. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. It wouldn't be a Cigar Nerds podcast if we didn't wander off topic. <laughs> but, yeah, saying everybody got, like, a, a good story arc. Uh, we haven't talked about Nebula, who, like, first movie was a villain. And by the end of the second movie, she kind of, like, came to peace with her sister and was a member of the Guardians through uh, the last couple Avengers movie. And by this one being, you know, she's now kind of, she's like, I'm I'm stepping away from the Guardians team proper because somebody has to run this town. You know, and, you know, for someone who's like, kind of, I guess, always needed a real family, she's finally like building a family. She's like, I'm going to, 
I'm going to kind of be mayor of nowhere here and take care of like not just the team, but like this entire city. And then you got Drax, who's always just been kind of an idiot. And you think he's just like, and then, you know, they run into this group of children from the corn. That's like the new, uh, ultimate beings that they, that they rescue from, uh, the, the, you know, the high evolutionary. And he's like, he's like, no, y'all are scaring them. And like, you know, entertains the kids and like speaks their language. And she's like, why didn't you say you spoke their language? And he's like, you never asked. And then she's like, you're not meant to be the destroyer. You're meant to be the the dad. dad. Like you need to stay here and help me like raise this fucking army of children. You know, it's like, yeah, like pretty much all of them got like, can we have a quarter for the gumball machine? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was like, uh, and even him, like, you know, all the time there, you know, you know, Manta's trying to get him to dance. He's like, no, dancing is for idiots. And at the end, like, all the kids are dancing, and he finally is like, all right, fuck it, and, like, starts, like, you know, because it's kind of the whole journey started with his whole family got wiped out by Thanos, so he was, like, obsessed with, like, taking down Thanos. And then, you know, he even gets, like, kind of, he's happy by the end. He's like, I've I've found a new, f- I got a whole lot of kids now. It's like... <laughs> So it's like, if this, you know, wraps it all up and we don't see Guardians anymore, it's like they gave everybody like kind of a a cool arc to kind of wrap this version of the journey up. Yeah, the, the only the only arc would be Peter's. You know, for this movie, I'm glad they left it like it is because if it turned into... Oh, now him and Gamora are back in love. Like the, I think that would have felt, you know, yeah. Because you gotta get that closure where, she, like, where she's like, you know, he, she's leaving with the Ravagers. But I think you know the fact that hey, she's out there somewhere. You know, maybe that's a sense of closure in some regards. But I like to have them where he's not obsessing over her anymore, and she's like, "You realize I'm not the one you lost." She's like, "Yeah, I realize that now, but the person you are is still pretty cool." And like, so they end up you kind of being friends at the end and then you get to see her once she rejoins the ravagers she's kind of made the ravagers a family and she's gotten that family that she's never had that she's been looking for that kind of previous gamora had gotten with the guardians so this gamora you know not such a because she kind of starts off like violent pirate lady and by the end of it she's like all these guardians and the family stuff isn't that bad like she actually like you know is left alone with rocket you know and and instead of saying, you know, fuck this guy, I'm in it for myself, she, like, you know, fights to protect Well, I mean, I think Rocket. originally, you know, she says, you know, fuck it, you know. But, you know, through Rocket's evolution, through, you know, her seeing how the, you know, how the units, you know, yeah. operate as, you know, a team and everything, like, and then she realizes... Oh shit, you know, I didn't just call, you know, the fucking Ravagers, you know, fucking Warlock was listening in and, you know, send in, dude, that was some straight up, uh, doom shit too, by the way, like the, the fucking <laughs> hell spawn. Oh yeah, like the, oh, what about fucking Warpig? Like, <laughs> you know, the high evolution got like, like that gave me hopes for another live action, uh, fucking bebop and rock. <laughs> yeah. Like it was pretty much, I was like, is that bebop and rock steady? And it's like, you know, war pig. <laughs> uh, and the some fact Aussie. That, yeah. <laughs> I mean the fact that they didn't, you know, fucking play war pigs right there. Like, <laughs> that was a miss. Who's in charge of this fucking soundtrack anyway? 
even Craglin when the, uh, cause like they're like, we got to take off the evolutionary. So they call Craglin. He's like, you know, we need some backup. Turns out nowhere is not just a floating head in the space. It's also a ship. So they show up and like blow a fucking hole in the side of, uh, uh, the evolutionary ship so they can like go in to rescue, uh, the rest of the team because Peter's like, all right, everybody stay with the ship. Nobody stays with the ship. And then like the ship's taken off and the planet's blowing up. We got to go rescue Peter. And they all get on the ship and they're like, where you at? Dude, I left. I'm at the ship. What? It's like, y'all should know. I always come up with a creative way to escape. Like fucking like, why did y'all go into the ship? So now we got to rescue your ass. (laughs) But of course they, you know, fix, save rocket so they can go, uh, for the final rescue. But that Marvel knows how to do a hallway fight. The fucking, uh, them, like, you know, queuing up the Beastie Boys, uh, and just fucking laying waste to all those, uh, damn mutant cyborg fucking things at the, in the ship. Like, I was like, oh, this is badass. <laughs> I mean, that, that was almost reminiscent of the Punisher, you know, jailhouse scene. Yeah, it's like, if there's one thing Marvel knows how to do, it's a fucking hallway fight, because <laughs> they went in there and fucked some shit up. Like, yeah, we're outnumbered 40 to 1. Fuck it, I like her odds. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. We die trying. <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> there, you know, Peter's like, all right. They dock kind of nowhere with the, with the ship. And he's like, get everybody off the ship. Save all the uh, higher life forms. And then Rockets and Neck, no, we're saving everybody. And goes and starts freeing all the uh, the animals that they were experimenting on and I like he finds like the cage full of baby raccoons and there's like the scientific description of what they are and it's like all the like the Latin shit and at the very bottom common name raccoon he's like fuck I am a raccoon (laughs) (laughs) son of a bitch (laughs) yeah but I kind of like it you know where he's like okay I'm gonna save my kind and then he looks around at all the other animals and shit like it's like no we're saving everybody (laughs) That was some Jay and Silent Bob type shit. You know, we're going to break into the, uh... The it's fucking... the clit. Yeah. But then you also get that, uh... That kind of final fight scene with, uh... With the high evolutionary and, like, the whole team shows up and starts backing up Rocket. And then he's like, My name isn't 821 or whatever. My name is Rocket Raccoon. And just fucking blows him away. P1385. Yeah. And then they find out his, like, face is, like, tears it off, and he's just all fucked up. And I, <laughs> I love Peter's insult, too, when he's, like, when, you know, they call him up and, like, demand their surrender, and he's, like, uh, you know, turn over, you, you know, your the experiment, and I'll let your friends go. And he's, like, listen here, you RoboCop-looking Skeletor wannabe. <laughs> he's, like, oh, he hung up on me. <laughs> and especially after he got his face ripped off, I'm, like, dude, it's a Skeletor-looking motherfucker. <laughs> I get it. Good insult. <laughs> How do you get hung up on? Call a dude a Skeletor, motherfucker. <laughs> How many properties can we introduce into this property? You RoboCop reject. Skeletor looking mother... Oh, he hung up. <laughs> Did you notice uh, Peter's new uh, ship name? Because his last one was the uh, Milano, uh, named after Alyssa Milano. This one is, co- is the... Uh, the, uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? Rocket Man. Elton John? No, the, the other one. <laughs> Ziggy Stardust, uh, 
Fuck, why am I blanking on his name? Bowie. Yeah, it's it's the David Bowie is his new ship. <laughs> but even Kraglin got kind of a redemption because he's been struggling with the, you know, learning that rock, the fucking arrow thing. And then once all the... Well, uh, uh, yeah, you see it in the first attack and... Yeah, once all the aliens are like in... Yeah, he, he hits Warlock with it and he's like, who threw that at me? <laughs> he's like, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, he finally like, you know, all the, all the aliens are attacking nowhere and he sees people getting hurt and then he sees like kind of a vision of Yondu and he's like... Use your heart, boy. And then he finally like just like fucking just starts fucking everybody up until the arrow gets like stuck in a wall. And the guy's like, "Is that all you got?" And then like the fucking two walls like come together. And he's like, "A dog." And then he's like, "Squish." He's like, "Yeah, she's a good dog." <laughs> <laughs> I like how the collar lights up red and green too. Like, I'm unhappy now. I'm happy, but I could have communicated that to you. I need a Cosmo dog. Where do I get one of those? Mother Russia. I'm not going there. <laughs> oh. Thought you were going somewhere with that. No. Then you lost it. Somebody fucking texting me. But even uh, <laughs> even Mantis, like, you know, fucking coming in, like, you know, when they, they raid the ship, and it's like, I don't remember what the name of the creatures are, but they're fucking behemoths. Yeah, it was those, and, like, tentacle things from, like, the opening of Guardians 2. But it's like, they're they're not trying to attack us. They're afraid of what we're going to do to them. Like, and, like, they end up fucking riding them out. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and even bring them when they, like, free all the animals and, like, you know, you know and sh- as it's they're like all Sonic kind of... the Hedgehog, you know, at the end of each level, you jump on a little thing, and all the little critters scurry. Like, we're free! <laughs> Dr. Robotnik no longer has us! Oh. Uh, and then you get, like, again, the cock tease, where it's like, you know, the connection between the ships fail as Peter's, because Peter, like, goes behind, because he drops his fucking, uh, Zune, and then can't make the jump, and is, like, starting to freeze to death, and you're like, oh, here's where they kill him. And then Warlock, who's like, because, like, they finally like blow him up and but he's still not dead because he's like fucking ultimate power and Groot like pulls him off the ship and he's like why did you save me he's like I am Groot and he's like he says everyone deserves a second chance and it, uh, so that he's like he flies out and saves Peter and he's like alright I guess I'm a good guy now that asshole killed my mom so I'm gonna I'm gonna join you guys yeah but your mom was kind of a manipulative bitch <laughs> one where they're like they capture one of the uh the Ravagers and she's like, show him we mean business. And he's like, okay. And just fucking melts him. And he's like, what? how are we going to do business now? You melted him. He didn't specify. He's like, uh, he's like, he's kind of an idiot. <laughs> fucking, uh, uh, and what fucking the fuck was the Philian's like, I, I know what? I've got one of those too. I, I get it. <laughs> what, uh, the little creature that follows him around kind of remind me of like an Axel Otto, but like a furry Axel. It kind of reminds me of the Loth Cats from uh, from Rebels. <laughs> but that becomes like uh, you know their new pet, and <laughs> yeah, fucking Warlock is like, I'm keeping this. She's like, No, you're not. Just like, just kill that thing. He's like, No, it 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 was sad when I killed his friend, and it made me sad. So I'm going to make it not sad. <laughs> and this becomes his like partner. <laughs> Am 
Reminds me of my dog. My dog pisses when it gets scared, too. <laughs> oh. But just the way they gave all of the, you know, creatures and stuff, you know, sort of personalities and you know, every Like, dude, it was just a fucking... Just another good wholesome. Like, I, I, I truly feel like this is the middle finger to, you know... <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I'm going to make my last movie here, like, the best movie. So y'all would be like, oh, fuck, why did we let him go? <laughs> we should we should give him a studio, and like DC did. Oh. And then we get, like, our, you know, our goodbyes, because Peter's like, Mantis was right, I've been running from life, I need to go home, see if my grandfather's still alive, and, like, you know, find out who I am, and, you know, and, and you know, Mantis is like, me too, I've you know, pretty much just did what, uh, you know, ego needed. And then I did what the guardians needed. I don't know what I need. So I'm going to take my three, uh, tentacle, uh, pets here and I'm going to go kind of find out what I want to do with my life. And we get our post credits of our new guardians team. Well, even before the post credits though. So we get a, uh, a new nomination, you know, rocket gets a, uh, a title upgrade. Captain rocket. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, he's the leader, new leader of the. Because they're like, what are we disbanding? And they're like, no, the. We're, the galaxy needs its guardians. Uh, but you know, I'm just not going to be captain for a while. So you know, I nominate. Because if we're like, is Nebula the leader now? She's like, no, I'm. I got to take care of this this city. Like, uh, so you know, Rocket, you're the. You're the new uh, uh, captain. You know, build your team. And I like that we get that. Uh, the kind of the post credits where it almost looks like that famous like desert scene where Kirk fights the uh, the green alien. I'm pretty sure that's like the same kind of uh, <laughs> desert. Nah, dude, area. this is straight out of Starship Troopers. <laughs> but they're all sitting there like on these on these rocks, and they're like having to talk about. All right, who's your favorite band? And it's like one of the uh, one of the you know kids is now part of the team, and she's got like some kind of like laser powers and like warlock, and she's like Britney Spears. And like Warlock, he's joined the team, and Craglin now he's like you know I can actually use the uh, the uh, arrow. He's part of the team, and then like you see all the aliens just all losing their shit, and they're all just sitting there chilling, talking about music, and like not giving a fuck, while these people are behind him just like panicking. And then finally you see this horde of damn aliens come over the hill, and it's like, and Craglin's like, "You want me to take care of this, boss? I can do this on my own." I'm like, nah, we should all uh, all do this together. He's like, on your word. And he's like, word. <laughs> and just starts fucking blasting motherfuckers. And then you see Peter go home and his grandfather is still alive. And you get the post-post-credit scene where he's just like, sitting at the table, having cereal. And the grandpa's reading a paper and there's a story about uh, Kevin Bacon says he's abducted by aliens. Which is from the, the uh, uh, fucking Christmas special. But he's like, you know... All right, I'll go cut the neighbor's grass, but it kind of feels weird that they got like a forty-year-old adult son. He's gonna watch me. That motherfucker should be helping. And he's like, "Oh yeah, don't get me started about that fucker." And he's like, "Actually, I kind of want to get you started. Like, I don't want to hear what you got to say, Dad, Grandpa. <laughs> Tell me how fucked up." And we also get the, you know, this may be the last Guardians movie, but it says Star Lord, Legendary Star Wars return. So I'm assuming he's gonna show up in some of these Avengers movies, especially now that he's on Earth. So he's you know convenient to get bored cutting uh, lawns in the neighborhood and go uh, join the the Avengers team. It's like what have they been up to? Where are you at, Fury? You're somewhere. 
I don't know. We we have to wait till sometime in June when uh, Secret Wars comes out to find out what Fury's been doing. <laughs> and then November we have the uh, whatever the Marvels. I'm not sure how I feel about the Marvels. Like I, I don't know. The trailers haven't like. I mean, the Miss Marvel TV show was it was kind of cute. It was more of a kids type thing, but you know, Fury's but I... back so. <laughs> Anytime you bring Fury back. I'm kind of over, like, the cute side of Marvel. Like, we had that, you know? Like, like now it's... Oh, the trailers for Secret Invasion looks fucking dark. <laughs> it's like, it's, it looks like a spy drama in the middle of the Marvel Universe. So it's kind of one thing they've been doing with the, the non-movies, like the TV shows. It's just kind of exploring different genres. Uh, I mean, hell, like, the... The uh, Doctor last Doctor Strange movie was damn near a horror movie, <laughs> so it's like it's like it's like we're trying something kind of a different genre for each uh, each film. Yeah, I don't. I I think they're really trying to. Comic books aren't just for kids, you know. <laughs> like, and I and I'm glad to see that they were, and we all got old. So now it's like, all right, comics are for adults. <laughs> kids are TikToking. They're not reading comic books. <laughs> Chinese invasion has begun. <laughs> it's already here, man. Here, I think it was like Montana banned finally, finally banned. This is the first state to ban TikTok. Yeah, don't know how they're going to enforce that shit, but yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's Montana. All right, so what do you think? Uh, we've put it off. What's your thoughts on the future? I don't know. I kind of feel like they're going to have to go the direction of, you know, the, the holiday special. I mean, you know, you just put Batista in a dad role, but he says he's done. Now, then again, I'm like, people have said they're done. How and many then times? They back up some <laughs> truck full of money and they're like, all right, maybe I'm not done. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I don't know. You know, I, I mean, there's no new I, guardians on that kind of extended uh, release schedule that they gave us, but doesn't mean they're not going to show up in a future Avengers movie or something like that, or yeah. especially Star-Lord. I expect him to just keep showing up here and there in other people's properties uh, until we get... Cause I think there's, well, I mean, I think... I we know of... we're getting a Fantastic Four in like whatever the next, next phase is, and they kind of deal with space and whatnot. Uh, and, you know, if we get like a... Uh, the Galactus is like, you know, new bad guy down, or even Ming, uh, they've kind of, you know, made him, you know, from Ant-Man, you know, Ming, the Ming, the, uh, whatever is supposed to be like the new big bad, uh, the new Thanos for this phase. So uh, guardians so, probably have to show back up, deal with his, his, uh, that asshole at some point. So at what point does flash fuck up the timeline <laughs> with James Gunn movie. now going to DC and we get Marvels in DC, like... I fully expect that's how they're going to... Because, you know, he's already said, like, once the things that are kind of already on the slate are done, we're kind of, like, rebooting and starting over. I expect that's how, like, the Flash movie's going to end, is, like, a Flashpoint, and it, like, resets the... Whatever happens in that Flash movie, like, resets the uh, DC universe at the end, so we can start the new uh, <laughs> James Gunn universe. That's how they're going to make all the changes, is blame it on... God damn it, Barry. <laughs> 
I mean, just such a, which I'm, you know, I mean, there's been some all right DC stuff, but I'm I'm really hoping they get gone the fl- flexibility and the freedom, and it doesn't just become Marvel 2.0 now in DC. Like, I, I mean, that's what they've tried to do, but they've just poor execution of the plan. <laughs> Where maybe now that they've got kind of gun in that what Kevin Feige role at Marvel where he kind of oversees all the properties and kind of makes sure all the pieces fit together now gun can do that you know for his DC universe and maybe we'll get can we just lose Marvel and DC properties kind of and just say comic universe and <laughs> cross them all over yeah I mean because essentially that's what's happening with streaming and everything else like Yeah, because, like, fucking, whatchamacallit, uh, HBO is now... Like, I'm tired of, you HBO, know... HBO, Discovery, like, and everything else, and fucking why Disney we, is Hulu. Why does everything have to be a, a reboot, or not a reboot, or resetting? Like, we got all these properties, let's come up with something, like, completely original. Well, Disney owns Hulu now, so can we get uh, the Sons of Anarchy in the Marvel Universe? <laughs> Peter joins a biker gang. <laughs> Sons of Anarchy join the biker mice from Mars, man. Oh, fuck. I want to. I want to see a Lobo movie. Speaking of like space bikers, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's on uh, James Gunn's uh, list of to dos, but a fucking Lobo movie would be badass. You know, I mean, Vin Diesel's already Groot. You know, like <laughs> we get you know Fast and the Furious meets the Marvels. You know, I mean, they did go to space in the last movie. <laughs> I don't care. I'm still gonna see Fast X. Oh, uh, yeah, no doubt, probably. So, as we kind of wrap things up, yeah, like I fully expect to see the Guardians return, and if not their own movie, in part of someone else's like universe. Same thing with Quill. But what about this here cigar? What do you what do you uh, think of it here as we're wrapping all this up, dude? It was good. Bringing it in for a landing. I mean, it, it, it very flavorful, you know. Um, a good, you know, hour long smoke. Definitely feel like you know, these are kind of weird that you got to buy in a five pack instead of you know individuals. But you know, the the marketing is and so it's like forty bucks for a five pack, so it's not outrageously expensive. Uh... And I would say that this is a good, you know. Sub ten dollar cigar. Yep. I mean, this is on par with some of the Olivia, you know, nub stuff that I've smoked. And for being like a kind of a small weird cigar, it has about an hour burn time. So it's it's not like a quick a quick uh, smoke as it appears to be. It it's definitely got some some length to it. Uh, you can get at least you know hour hour and twenty out of it. And I don't know, I, like it's weird to me because. Not all cigars smell the same. This has got a good aroma to it. It's just hell on the eyes in this uh, confined space that we're in. <laughs> it could be I smoked one before he showed up, too. So there's been like three cigars smoked in this office today. <laughs> uh, Got to get one of those like Ionic Breeze like air purifiers that doesn't make any noise so we won't pick them up on the mic so we can actually like <laughs> clear the smoke out of here. Might be on the uh, future expansion list. Oh, but we also didn't talk about... Uh, Peter's face off like they're like you're going to see the the 
High Inquisitor, like, you know it's a trap, right? It's not a trap. If you know it's a trap, it's a face-off. Like, whatever, dude, you're walking to a trap. No, it's a face-off. <laughs> and then he, like, hides all his guns inside a Groot. And he's like, you know, has a big showdown with him. And then they start blowing up. And he's like, all right, Groot, kill them all. And they fucking Which is back-to-back dual-wielding blasters is, and like, shit. No, Nebula, you can't come. Your arm's a weapon. And it's like... Groot himself is a fucking weapon. Like, <laughs> yeah, when they first get off the ship and, like, they're trying to, you know, contact the aliens, fucking Drax, like, fucking beans one in the head with a basketball, and they all start throwing rocks, and they're like, Groot, go full kaiju. And he starts getting, like, big as shit, and he's like, no, no, don't go full you know, kaiju. It's a, it's a mistake. Everybody calm down. And fucking Drax is like, we're gonna kill them all. He's like, no, we're not gonna kill anybody. We're gonna kill a few people. No, we're not gonna kill... Or we're gonna kill one dude. One dude no one ter- cares about. Dude, now you're just making it sad. <laughs> uh, what did you think about them actually having Groot voice? You know, the audible English statement. Oh, where he's like, I love you guys? Or yeah. Whatever. I mean... The first one we got, we are Groot. So it's like, he finally like a vo- And I, I like it funny too, because like everyone like, he just kind of like Chewbacca, you know, he says shit. No one understands him except for the guardians. And then when Gamora kind of comes up, she's like, he's like, I'm Groot. I, I know who you are. You can quit saying I'm-. So through the whole movie, she's like, don't understand him. And then finally, when she like kind of becomes part of the group, she's like, he says something. He's like, she's like, yeah, you know what? He's like, Oh fuck! I understand Groot now. It's like I'm I'm part of the family. <laughs> <laughs> it's like once you spend enough time around him, I guess his pollen or whatever like use works I mean, as just a universal the translator. You know that sort of thing. Like that's just one of the uniquenesses that I've always enjoyed about that character. Is well, technically, Peter wasn't didn't get the first fuck in the Marvel universe because Groot said fuck in the last movie. We just couldn't understand him because he said I am Groot. Do you get that one thing where he's like I am Groot and uh, to Yondu? And he's like, what did he say? What did the twig say? And he said, welcome to the freaking Guardians of the Galaxy. But he didn't say freaking. <laughs> so technically it was Groot. We just yeah, didn't understand him at the time. <laughs> Fine, I recant my statement. I can't remember that far back, Joe. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. I remember a lot of useless knowledge. But that's all we got for you this week. We're going to be right back with some science. If you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, and subscribe. Watchathon or Rassilon. A podcast where we're watching through all of classic Doctor Who. Nope, we've already done that. We did? Well then now what do we do? 
What do we two do? We review New Who. Ooh, we two review New Who? We do. Just for you. Who? Not you, them, the listeners of the podcast. Ah. The Watchathon of Rassilon. Now we review New Who too. Woohoo! Welcome back. It's time for some science. All right. What do you got for us? Well, the as much as we uh, kind of keep uh, thinking we should get like a big asteroid to wipe out the Earth uh, and because it's, it's far too fucked up at this point, apparently that's not going to happen in our lifetime. Unfortunately. <sighs> I, 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 that's it. I mean, we're just going to have to, you know, start counter-Earth and see how that goes. <laughs> so, yeah, a new study uh, of checking the orbits of known space objects uh, has found that the Earth is safe from impact events for at least a thousand years. But the key word is known. Like, yeah. how often is it that, hey, this thing mysteriously showed up that uh, we didn't see? <laughs> Yeah, so NASA and other observatories track the orbits of objects discovered in the solar system, keeping eye on what they call near-Earth objects that are 460 feet or larger in size that could cause, you know, big devastation. And you kind of, like, predict their orbits as, you know, our orbit moves around and see what the the odds of, uh, you know... They said we're definitely good for another 100 years, but, you know, the farther out, the you kind of the... Little bit, uh, the more room for error in the uh, in the algorithm is. So they're like, we think we're good for you know a thousand years, but you know we know we're good for a hundred. But you know, according to the team uh, led by Oscar Fuentes Munoz at the University of Colorado Berkeley, ah, the Fuentes Boulder. have uh, moved into space, huh? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You know, the the closest uh, likely object uh, that might hit us uh, uh, only has a point zero zero one five one percent chance of a, a close encounter which uh to them means approaching the earth closer than the orbit of the moon but if there was an extinction level event do you think it would be mass advertised and everything else no nah, it would probably because because i mean dude fuck, that... look at look at how much social unrest we had during just covid if everyone's like the world is ending People are going to be like, fuck it, let's just burn this motherfucker down, because there is, like, no... Like, it, it becomes the Purge movies overnight, yeah. because everyone's like, yeah, there's no consequences, we're all going to die tomorrow, let's just fucking rage. <laughs> but they do say this, like you said, only is dealing with uh, known objects, so there's still a chance, albeit a, a hopefully small one, that there is some kind of mystery object out there lurking that we haven't uh, yet seen. But, you know, as we talked about on a previous science segment, you know, we have successfully diverted an asteroid by crashing a uh, a uh, satellite into it. So maybe in another hundred years, uh, the technology will have advanced enough that we can just, you know, it's like the game Asteroids. We just have dudes with space lasers blasting fucking things out of the air so they don't uh, <laughs> wipe out the planet. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, you get it a big enough object, is a satellite going to be enough to do it? Like, you <laughs> know, could we come together? Now. Yeah, I mean, could we come together and actually, like, come together. pull it off, you know, without 
all of the bickering and the egos and all of that kind of shit. Like that was my deal with COVID. I was <laughs> like, ah, politicians and everybody else are still, you know, bickering as usual. I'm I'm not that worried about it. We're like off. when the politicians, you know, like oh fuck, now we're threatened and blah blah blah. Like, all right, that that might be the time to heed warning and. uh you know, I, I I guess at that point somebody's gonna have a moon capsule or a you know time to get the fuck off this thing. <laughs> Go start it. You know, that, that's the real reason why Elon's so heavy on building a fucking base on Mars. Like he knows some shit's coming. Uh, you know, that's why we got the space force now too. It's like yeah, there's some bad shit coming. That they're not telling any of us about. Well, come on, you apes! You want to live forever? <laughs> you know, we we have a small YouTube channel. I think we got about sixty nine subscribers. Nice. Uh, well, here's one way you shouldn't try to go viral. A YouTuber uh, is being accused of deliberately crashing a plane for views. I mean, I, I, I deliberately see people deliberately being dumbasses every day for, you know. Yeah, uh, a YouTuber fame. by the name of Trevor Jacob. Uh, is he from Florida? Is, is does a- not say. Well, the plane crash happened in California, so. Yeah. He uh, basically, and for some reason this video has not been taken down, so if you want to look it up on his YouTube channel, you can find it, uh, where he's flying a Cessna plane and then fakes an engine trouble. It's like, oh, the plane stalls out, but the plane is like covered in, he's a YouTuber, so it's covered in GoPros. And he's like, this is why I always fly with a parachute and bails out the fucking plane with his selfie stick and films the plane crashing and then lands in the middle of the nowhere, you know, mountains of California and hikes to wherever the plane crashed to get the uh, hard drives out of the cameras so he has all this footage. Well, it turns out that, yes, he did fake uh, engine trouble, and he's also being charged with uh, uh, basically uh, <clears throat> tampering with evidence because... Well, not only tampering, but wouldn't there be, like, environmental impacts of, you know, fuel and, you know, destruction and... I mean, he did, like, crash, like, out in the middle of nowhere, but, yeah, he just jumped out the plane and let it go, so there's... It was, like, a high chance this thing could have, like, deviated off guard and, like, landed in a populated area instead of landing in the Los Padres National Forest uh, back in November. Uh, Like, just CGI that shit nowadays and, you know, then let the internet call you, you know, fake five years from now. Yeah, even the, uh... The video is titled, I Crashed My Plane. <laughs> uh, so yeah, apparently him and a buddy like took a helicopter out to the crash site and picked up the plane and hit it in a uh, hangar and chopped it up into little pieces and tried to uh, you know hide it in garbage cans so the FAA could not you know, prove that it was a fake uh, crash. So yeah, he's being charged with uh, you know tampering with evidence, among other crimes, uh, you know, reckless... Uh, endangerment too probably uh but yeah they said if convicted and his like first court appearance is coming up soon uh could be facing up to 20 years in prison for this dumbass uh youtube so i mean he did get several million views so it did go viral but he's not going to be able to enjoy that if he's you know in you know fuck me in the ass hard federal prison for the next 20 years yeah but federal prison isn't really fuck me in the ass uh you know let's well, really keep all the terrorists and shit <laughs> Sharing a cell with a, uh, you know, fucking, uh, whatever, uh, Pablo Escobar, or whatever the big, uh, <laughs> no, Pablo Escobar's dead, but whatever the big, See, uh, this is, this is the problem with fucking social prison. media. Like, you know, 
all this fucking pandering. And this is what news and quote reality and everything else like has turned to like I, yeah, he, I don't know. Maybe we're ready for that big ass space rock. Yeah, he originally told investigators he knew he did not know where the plane wreck landed. He couldn't remember. Uh, but on you know a month after the crash, he and a flan through a he and a friend flew a helicopter to the wreckage site and lifted it back to Rancho Cisco in Santa Barbara. Uh, then drove the wreckage to Lompec City Airport and unloaded it in a hangar where he broke up the plane into smaller parts and disposed of them in the trash bins at the airport and elsewhere, according to the Justice Department. So yeah, this guy, this dude is like uh yeah, he has uh made a plea agreement but it doesn't say uh what it is. Uh but yeah, he could be facing up to 20, 20 years uh in prison if if convicted. You know what the sad part is? This dude crashes a fucking plane and still didn't get the views of fucking people just sitting back playing video games. <laughs> fucking yeah, Twitch. I don't understand it, man. That's 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 the new place. Speaking of uh fuck me in the ass prison you should never wear a butt plug in an mri machine fyi just you know, here's your weekly uh you know public service announcements brought to you by the cigar nerds there is a viral uh image going around uh you know reddit and other and I'm, i mean i found this on our usual uh science website so so far no one's been able to prove that it is fake but a uh person wore a butt plug into an MRI machine. And if you're not familiar with MRIs, they use magnetic resonating. So you're not supposed to like wear jewelry or anything metallic into these. And this person who did survive this incident we're about to describe, uh, is suing said, uh, sex toy manufacturer because it was marketed as having no, uh, non-metallic. Well, it turns out it did have a metal core. So when it was wore into the MRI machine, it turned it into a, uh, as they describe in the article, an anal railgun, and sucked this thing up into his chest cavity. Uh, he did survive with major in- injuries and is now suing uh, the uh, sex toy manufacturer for false uh, advertising. And there is a X-ray scan of this thing, like where it shouldn't be, like in his uh, <laughs> upper chest cavity. I. Th- the thing is, like, it shouldn't have anything up your ass to begin with. But that wasn't your first, you know, statement. It's It shouldn't be in your chest. <laughs> Joe, this is starting to sound like there's things about you that, hey. Welcome you, to Jackass. <laughs> you do you, homie, but, um, you know. Uh, so, yeah, that's... Uh... That's a, a dangerous thing. So I just took pegging to a whole new level. Oh, yeah. This guy got, like, super pegged. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, hey, for the, you know, people into super deep insertion, uh, I guess you better step your game up. <laughs> this dude said challenge accepted. Uh, and speaking of uh, bad things, uh, a new execution method may soon be used in the U.S. Uh, nitrogen hypoxia uh, is uh, what they do. Basically, uh you know, because uh, it's getting harder and harder to get the drugs that they use for lethal injection, and there's been some kind of failed uh, execution attempts because of you know bad drugs uh, recently. So in a, kind of a new uh, thing they're testing, uh, using nitrogen hypoxia. So basically, you breathe uh, nitrogen, and it pushes the oxygen out of your your body, and you instead of 
kind of like, you know, if you shut off oxygen completely, it's like a horrific thing. But whether you're breathing nitrogen uh, instead of oxygen, it basically, you just kind of go to sleep and, you know, you don't get the trauma of being choked out as you would if you know, they just cut off your oxygen supply. I mean, did we deem firing squad like... I mean, even for the nitrogen, you know, somebody has to be there to administer it. Like, I'm pretty sure just gunshot to the head is pretty effective in almost every scenario, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's still some states that that, that is an option. Uh, but yeah, the protocol would likely involve placing some type of mask over the condemned inmate's head and pumping it full of 100% nitrogen, thereby giving the deprived thereby depriving that person of oxygen. The inmate would die not by suffocation, which is caused by an inability to exhale and a subsequent and painful buildup of carbon dioxide, but rather by becoming gradually oxygen-deprived, which is essentially painless, according to uh, the Marshall Project. Uh, uh, and, and, and Three states have already authorized the use of nitrogen hypoxia, Alabama, Oklahoma, and Mississippi. And what's... The difference but no one's actually used it yet. Between a judge convicting somebody and saying, okay, you're going to die this way, for somebody being at the end of their life in chronic pain and ready to end it, and a medical personnel being like, here's a hydrogen mask, put it on. The choice is yours. Uh, like, I kind of feel like there's a double standard there, Joe. So, yeah, uh, it's this new execution method is kind of in the news now because uh, a uh, convicted killer, uh, Kenneth Eugene Smith, uh, who was uh, set to die by lethal injection, apparently survived because they couldn't find a vein uh, for the lethal injection uh, drugs. They had a problem uh, uh, getting an intravenous line in and he, you know, it, uh, they couldn't get the drugs in before like kind of the execution warrant expired at midnight. So now he's like, kind of like, hey, well, let's use this nitrogen thing. If you can't, you know, get a vein, you know, let, let me, let me, you know, die in this way. So, you know, the case is for currently going to the court to see if he'll be allowed to choose that uh, that method. When you know, while it's on the books in three states, no one's actually used it yet, and some people are warning that there's not enough testing on that. You know, so it's it's been tested on, you know non-human mammals is how they put it. But I think it's you know, kind of funny we have no that human we testing. still like person, you know, killed, raped, pillaged, you know, 43 individual, but, you know, we're all about his rights. Like, fuck it. Like, at some point, eh. Nah, dude. There's no redeeming. There's no redemption. Like, make your peace with whatever god you you may choose, but, uh, you know. (laughs) Yeah, like, we bring it burning at the stake. That looked, uh, yeah, that was always cool. <laughs> That's all I got for you this week. Uh, besides my controversial hot take on, uh, the death penalty. <laughs> and we'll be right back with some news in the show on a lighter note. <laughs> and now it's time for all things nerdy in nerd news. And welcome to this rendition of nerd news. Yeah, no. And this episode, we got some movie news, some video game news, and some not butt plug <laughs> news. Wow. Or do we? <laughs> I don't know. You never can tell. Um, All news can be butt plug news if you're brave enough. 
Yeah, I suppose so. There's probably, uh, you know, a bad dragon, you know, news <laughs> segment we can do. Uh, but up first, we have uh, an interesting trailer. Um, looks very sci-fi, futuristic, almost Terminator-ish with more human-looking AI versus robotic AI. Um, but it's uh, from Rogue One's director, Gareth Edwards. Um, dude, this looks like it's just going to be an epic tale of AI on the fritz and probably who we think is actually the enemy, not really being the enemy, but, um... Yeah, one of those, like, we're the enemy all, all along? Well, I mean, maybe... I don't know, you know, the the trailer makes it look like, you know, it's the AI, but, you know, here you're trying to save, you know, the kid and everything, and, you know... Like, Humans are assholes. Well, I mean, you know, that, that kind of statement of you got to be good to go to heaven, and, you know, from the human standpoint, I'm not a good person as a, you know, former operator and killing a lot of people and that type of stuff, and, you know, the AI is like, well... I'm not a human, so I can't be good. And, you know, so. Yeah, he's like, you got to be a good person. He's like, well, you're not good, and I'm not a person, so we're both fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, looks like Joshua with his uh, team of operatives journey across, you know, the AI enemy lines into the dark heart of the territorial and to discover a world ending weapon he's been instructing to destroy as an AI in the form of a young child. We always have a weakness for the kids. Does anybody not remember Resident Evil? (laughs) (laughs) You're all going to die down here. (laughs) But uh, looks like this is going to hit theaters September 29th. Mm, Amanda's birthday. Might be a good uh, birthday (laughs) present. Let's go watch a fucked up uh, Terminator movie. (laughs) Well, speaking of fucked up, if you're not into, you know, sci-fi and AI and that sort of thing and you're just a fan of brutal, crazy-ass-looking horror films. Uh, there's a little short film called Escalation that uh, made its way across my desk. <laughs> um, I mean, all kinds of film festivals and you know audiences that I had a chance to see it are kind of gave me Idle Hand vibes. Like yeah, that's what I was like thinking possessed. too. Like, <laughs> but you know. I don't know if the trailer really is enough to, but I mean, it definitely looks like a possession story. Yeah. Um. So the story's set in the midst of uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, Chris is a paranoid and self centered man, is happily to avoid all human contact, and he escapes from reality by watching whatever's on TV. A friend reaches out to him to confront him about his past promises and. Chris ultimately has to decide the kind of person he is on the inside, or it may just eat him alive. So, um, this is yet to be released online. Um, There is a feature film of Escalation in development, and I guess whenever the filmmaker's ready to release a short online, it'll be sure to share it, you know. With you guys, that's what all a lot of our listeners here on the the podcast. Kind of a lot of people do. They'll do like a kind of a short film proof of concept, and that'll kind of generate buzz to get more investors and whatnot, so they can afford to finish them. Absolutely. 
Well, if you're an investor and you're looking to generate some buzz, I, I should say you're going to need an investor to, you know, for this buzz. <laughs> so, you know, uh, during the Guardian segment, you, you briefly had mentioned the Lego uh, Batman Returns Batcave Shadow Box Set featuring a cool 3,981 pieces. Yeah, and it kind of folds up, too, into like a big bat logo. It looks badass. So you could hang it on your wall and say, it's art, man. Dude, like, these Lego sets and everything else. So I sat down, the, you know, the other weekend. Yeah, fucking Legos aren't for kids anymore. They, to they do, can't afford that shit. Like, just a 500-piece puzzle. Granted, it had a lot of psychedelic, you know, fade, shade color. Dude, it took me three hours to do that damn puzzle. Like, I'm not a puzzle solver anymore. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... Still need a Lego Death Star. Yeah, so this is measure 21 inches wide. Um, it includes movable items that can be controlled from the rear. Uh, you can turn the chair, change the computer screen, open and close tool store, and, you know, the... Illuminated Batsuit Vault, um, a Batmobile with a variety of hands-on features included with seven minifigures. You get Max Shrek, the Penguin, Catwoman, two versions of Batman, Alfred Pennyworth, and of course Bruce Wayne. And I guess uh, there's even a digital version. Now this is kind of the cool thing, right? Like in our day, you lost the instructions... That sort of thing. You were screwed. I guess if you got, you know, the 400 bucks, uh, you know, to buy the Lego set, it comes with a, uh, you know, set of building instructions on the Lego Builder app for digital (laughs) use. I remember when I found like a tote full of just old Legos, but I couldn't find the instruction manuals. I'm like, all right, I vaguely remember what sets I had. And I went online, I can't remember the name of the website, but there was a website that had like basically PDF copies of old uh, Lego uh, books. So I was able to rebuild a couple of those uh, <laughs> sets, just finding uh, instructions online. And i got to say, 400 bucks is honestly a lot cheaper. Like, yeah, I mean, I've well, seen some I went of down these to the go... Lego store, and like, cause they had like a, uh, like a collector's edition, like big uh, version of uh, uh, the Mandalorian's uh, ship, the, uh, the Razor Crest. And that thing was like... Yeah, it was like several, several hundred dollars. Like, you know, it was expensive as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen some of these things go into the thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um. So this uh, set here, if you want to get your hands on it, should be releasing June 8th. Um, I've kind of been on a sci-fi kick. This goes right along with it. And if you like gardening and planting, you can have your very own Xenomorph Eggplanters. <laughs> Sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, you know, the pot is <laughs> Face hugger like not a, included. Uh, yeah, face hugger not included. But, I mean, these are kind of geeky and quirky. And, you know, cool I mean. Cool for Halloween sitting not, in your yard. <laughs> not all nerds are, you know, Some of opposed them have green to being thumbs. outdoors. Uh, exactly. You know, um. We're not all indoor kids. Some of us like to see the sun occasionally. <laughs> we can grow some plants. But yeah, you can find these on the uh oh, fucking stoner gonna be growing their weed plants and fucking uh face hugger planters. Dude, could you imagine pairing away setting uh, in and you just see a room just get full of these baked damn and walk eggs. in and do like a whole bunch of those eggs? Shit yourself. So yeah, the Bespoke Gift Studio. Uh these can be purchased for twenty bucks. 
Uh, these are 3D printed alien egg planters with drainage. There's two styles. Um, style A is their interpretation of the original egg, and Style B is more styled after some of the more recent films. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, they are coated with a uh, glow-in-the-dark paint. So just <laughs> nice. to add to that, you know, creep factor. Um, but, I mean... Just... They mostly come out at night. Mostly. Yeah, that's fucked up looking. I like that. Like, I would totally put one of those on my desk. <laughs> so, um, you know, if you have a green thumb and a geeky side the best of both worlds right here and uh it wouldn't be nerd news without talking a little bit about video games and golly for as long as i can remember video games i i don't know how many quarters i put into uh mortal Kombat. like that game was just there to set you up to fail because it's (laughs) like oh the first two battles like yeah, I, I think I can do this. And then the difficulty increases by 100 on the third battle, and you're like, finish him. I can't do this. Huh. Um, Interesting title, though. This is uh, Mortal Kombat 1. Yeah, because I, I miss... I think Mortal Kombat X was the last one I played. I never played 11. But apparently, Liu Kang became a god at the end of 11, if you finished his story. And he basically rebooted the universe and tried to give, I guess, the world a chance at peace. So now it's gone all the way back to Mortal Kombat 1. Yep, that'll be released on September 19th on all major consoles. Um, Looks like we're getting back a lot of our, like the OG or like original characters and shit since they've kind of rebooted the Yeah, I mean, I universe. saw Liu Kang, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Radian, Radon, not Radian. <laughs> I'm thinking graphics cards now. Kung Lao, Katana, Melina, Shang Tsung, Johnny Cage. Um... And you several interesting me, DLCs. Yeah, so uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme will be featured in the game. Yeah, he's going to be a, like a Luke, uh, not Luke, uh, Johnny Cage skin. So you can get Johnny Cage look just like uh, Van Damme. You know, and it looks like, you know, because like the previous game, there was a lot of like horror DLCs. We had like Jason and the Terminator and Predator and all this. And this one is more like sci-fi comic book-y uh, DLCs because get, we're getting... Uh, Homelander from The Boys, uh, Omni Man from Invincible, and also uh, Peacemaker. <laughs> it's one of the <laughs> going to be one of the uh, player uh, playable characters in the first uh, uh, whatever combat pack. Uh, I mean, dude, DLC we had package. fatalities, animatalities. Like, can we get a danceality where Peacemaker <laughs> just does the intro dance over your dead corpse? This is like his his like uh, when he. That's his like finish pose, like with the you know they all say something cool at the end of the match. That's that's his. He, he does the uh, if you don't do a fatality, he just does the da- little dance. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I gotta. Say oh, he's got to have an eagerly fatality where eagerly just comes in and like rips your head off and flies away. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. But just you know, watching the trailer, like it starts out like all right, it's very story driven, and then it gets to just some of the fatalities and just skulls cutting bodies in half and like. <laughs> Dude, graphics have ramped up yeah. so majorly. Like, I may have to finally buy a you know PS Five. <laughs> why? You got more than a PS Five right there in your laptop. Oh yeah, that's true. I can still plug this into my TV if I want to play on the big screen. That you can. So I bought a gaming PC and I've only played played one game on it. I need to download some new games. I want to play a new uh whatever uh the new Star Wars game Jedi Survivor. I need to. 
you, I, uh, which I haven't played the first one yet, so I need to download that one and then so I can you know know what's going on in the second one. You uh, since you're such a fan of the Star Wars games, you should sign up for the Xbox Game Pass because that gives you the entire EA library Ooh. of Star Wars games. Because that is the one game I bought when I bought the computer was that uh, X-wing Squadrons. <laughs> it's the only um, game I've played on this so far. And if you'll download Epic Games, it rotates. But I think they release two free games a month, and sometimes the free games are pretty badass. Um, speaking of badass, I uh, I got my hands on uh, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, and I was really, really happy with Breath of the Wild. And this has taken it and ramped it up to like a hundred. Like the graphics are stellar. Um. Yeah, I've seen a lot of videos. It looks like I'm like I haven't and, done and a the Nintendo crafting, product like, in you a could, while. You, you know, literally, like you collect these little energy balls and you get wings and fans and like you can build all these like steampunk esque contraptions Hell and yeah. shit. Like, you know, it's it's a uh, really the kind of cool time suck. <laughs> um, so that's why I don't game as much. Where I don't have enough time for a time suck. But uh, this, yeah. But I'm it's one of those where There's you can of cool, play for a couple Kombat of hours. And, and new Star Wars game and hell, even the, the Zelda shit. I'm like, all right, it may be time for me to stop having a life again and go back to gaming. <laughs> I mean, it's good just to break up, you know, some of the monotony. Especially At least now. on the days when I'm stuck home with the kids when the, when the wife's working. I'm like, all right, fuck off. I'm going to my shed and play video games. <laughs> I mean, you, you got a badass PC. Take just advantage of it. Throw some throw some food to them. Like, I'm gonna, I, I have to go defend. Uh, just... Make sure Empire. make sure you feed yourself. You can't just live off of Funyuns and Mountain Dew. Like, I mean, we did that. We're paying the price for it now that we're, you know. <laughs> That's why I got the old. diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like uh, we need a Wilford Brimley uh, diabetes. Diabetes. And uh, any other news, tidbits, anything you want to share? I think you had a couple of links that you had sent me to that I completely <laughs> overlooked. Oh, shit, cause, yeah, I don't have my notes open now because I sent them to you. Uh, what did you do that for? Uh, we got Mission Impossible. Yeah, there's a new trailer for the the new Mission Impossible movie. That uh, you can hear playing in the background as we <laughs> speak. Uh, and also, uh, anyone who really wanted to go to that Star... Speaking of Star Wars, the Galactic Star Cruiser, it's closing after only being open for a year because it was way too fucking expensive. It was like five grand, you know? Yeah, like, I don't... It was amazing, but I'm like, dude, no one can afford to do that shit, Well, so. even if you could, you know, like, that, I that mean, is you could, yeah, truly you could, taking, you know... A cruise doesn't cost that much. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, you're, you're the elite of the, you know, geeks at that point. Like, you've priced out Everybody else, where if you yeah. would have, you know, I mean, you know, not tried to just. <laughs> well, Galaxy's Edge will remain. The uh, the uh, Star Cruiser Hotel is going to be closed. Their last voyage is going to be in September of this year. So if you got the money and you haven't done it yet, uh, you know, you should probably go do that because they are going to kind of uh, phase that out and try to. They're saying they're going to kind of rethink business and try to basically come up with something that's a little more inclusive. I'm like, yeah, y'all need to figure out a cheaper way to do that shit because the prices y'all are charging, uh, yeah, no one's gonna, gonna come. 
I mean, they will, but you're only getting... And it's it's one of those things, like, once you experience it once, are you going to reinvest $5,000 to do it again? No. Oh, and, and other... We, we spoke about uh, Disney Plus uh, TV series. We've got some release dates on some uh, new series coming to Disney Plus, yeah. We've talked about uh, Secret Invasion coming out June 21st, but now we have release dates for Loki and Echo. Loki Season 2 will be coming out October 6th of this year, with Echo coming out in uh, November 29th of this year. So, yeah, there's plenty of uh, Marvel stuff on the horizon. So that's all I got for you this week. Uh, check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com. We're on the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Cigar Nerd Pod. We have a YouTube channel, uh, at Cigar Nerd Podcast. Uh, you can get your shirts at realmensmokecigars.com and your energy drinks at strikeforceenergy.com, promo code Cigar Nerds. And with that, I am Groot. Which means we are family. <laughs> I love you guys. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We're your hosts, Smoking Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.